Hello foodies. Welcome to the Breaking Bread Podcast. A foodie podcast presented by food obsessed mates Liam, that's me, and Carl, that's me. Join us as we aim to peel back the curtain and give food lovers like us a real insight into what makes the hospitality industry so fantastic. Our fortnightly episodes will bring interviews with people from all over the industry. And Liam and I will discuss everything food related from reviewing places we've ate to to chatting about recipes we're experimenting with at home. We hope you enjoy listening to our chats as much as we enjoy recording them. So it's on. Hello. Hello. It's on. Hello. We're flying. Cooking. We are into July. Flying without wings, mate. I've noticed now I've stopped kind of trying to come up with like a name for all of our episodes. So the last one was just a June roundup. Yeah, I think just like episode 10 or Well, you 11. can't put episode 10 or episode 11. Or uh, Apple take them down. They don't yeah. like episodes just called episode 10 or even episodes that begin. Can you put number, Ep- like number 10? Nope. Can you put no.10? Maybe, but if it's not imaginative enough, they just take it down or ignore it. So you, you have to name every episode. So you have to name every episode. Can you name more swear words? No, well, I'll just call it... Like yeah. 30 episodes. I'll just call it... Um, like the last one was June Roundup of Food. Carla Liam's June, June Roundup. So obviously this would be July's ah. Roundup if I don't die. It's got a real ring to it. <laughs> That's what it is on the tin. <laughs> I need a special, you can name each one separately. That's ridiculous. Danny Meyer's book, Setting the Table, he said his dad always told him if you ever come up with a business, he should call it just whatever it is. Yeah. So that's why he's like, obviously 11. 11 Madison Park Avenue, Shake Shack, Shake Shack. It's all pretty self-explanatory stuff. I can't remember the rest. They've got a blank on the rest That's of his exactly restaurants exactly what now. it says on the tin. So this is what it is. It's July's Roundup. Is there any other like, adverts I can like, steal the slogans of? Because I've already gone through two now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> uh, oh, there we go. We're away. That's how we start every podcast. So what are we going to start with? We are going to start with what we have been cooking, although, much like June, you've cooked lots, I've cooked one thing, and it's exactly the same. You haven't haven't just cooked one thing, you've eaten, obviously. I've had loads, yeah. But like, special, that's what we refer to. Liam hasn't just had one meal. I've had one meal worth talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. I don't eat out every night, like. No, no, no. I wish, but. Right, so, made, what have I made? Um. Been using my Made in India cookbook again. Uh, I did um, spicy lamb burger with the baked masala chips and the sweet and hot tomato chutney that's in the book. Three different pages. All of it was from the book apart from the coleslaw. All of it was from the book apart from the coleslaw I did, which was just a spicy coleslaw off the Tesco website, which I come across. Just did a Google search for spicy coleslaw. There is a coleslaw in that Made in India book. But um, it just it had ingredients that I didn't have in the house, and I had all the ingredients for the other one, so I cooked that one. But the lamb burgers, mate, unbelievable, yes. unbelievable. I'm not, oh, I love a burger, but spicy lamb burgers with the nuts. What did it like have like a kofta kind of taste to it? Lamb kofta taste, or? sort of a bit, yeah, yeah, a bit like just a big burgery lamb kofta, yeah. 
nice. just mate, it was just ace. Really nice. Keith stuff. does uh, lamb cough the burgers. Oh, right. Yeah, similar to, to that, I bet. Well, it's just, you should get some lamb mints and a few spices and it's done. Masala chips are nice. Tell you what was wicked was the what sweet. spices? <laughs> Put you on the spot. Yeah, I'll stop your head. Top of head. Garam masala. I'd guess so, mate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you want me to write down the ingredients of every... No, you can't, you can't do that, actually. You so. have to go out and buy the book. You have to go and get the book, yeah. <laughs> I should get sued. But that sweet and hot tomato chutney, that was the nuts out. That was one of the highlights. Oh, the chutney itself? Yeah, I might make a big batch of that and put it in like a sterilised jar and just What could you it. use it for? What's the chutney called in the book? Sweet and hot tomato chutney. What could you nuts. use it with other than what you use? it Well, I'd it just for? put it straight on the lamb burger, but anything you'd use a spicy chutney with, so like a cheese board, you could put it oh, on nice. other burgers, chicken burger. You could have it as like a relish on the side for something. Whatever you'd use a chutney for, you could use that for. It's fucking, it was awesome, mate. Loved it. What else have I cooked? Oh, I've been in the um, the book I seem to be working my way through, single every single recipe at the moment, uh, Pinch and Numb. How big's this book? You know, you'd think it was massive, the amount of stuff I've cooked out of here. But actually, one of them's not in the book. It's off the website. I did their Zinger Burger. Their version yeah. of a uh, famous chicken outlet place. Like a fake, fake away. We can take KFC. This isn't the BBC. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> not going to get sued. not going to get sued. We don't have to say other chicken brands are available, but they're <laughs> <Yeah>. crap. <laughs> Basically. But no, it's like, I think the recipe you cook, it's, it cooks the chicken for too long. Because it was a bit tough, the chicken. It cooks it for like 20 minutes and then another 15 minutes, which for a breast is too long. Have you gone back and checked that? I meant said because you told yeah, me about no, this I on Sunday. It. Yeah, I double checked it. in. It's definitely right. So, I mean, it was nice. The crisp, because it uses chili Doritos. What do you mean? Smashed up? Smashed up. You smash them all up and then a bit of corn flour on the chicken breast in some egg yolk and then in straight into the chili Doritos, then just bake it. Nice. For too long. Too long. <laughs> what did you say? 20 minutes plus... Plus 15, but I'd just flip it at 10 minutes and just give it the 20 minutes. It's too long. 35 minutes for a chicken breast that's not stuffed. I thought it was just my wife who cooked chicken breast for an hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did think that as well. For my first bite, I was like, oh, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> and she does listen to this. I know, I am yeah, I'm going to get that. <laughs> I've got a week until this comes out, so I'll be safe for a little bit. <laughs> and um, yeah, I did the... Actually, in the book, they've got a spinach and ricotta cannelloni. Cannellini? Cannelloni? Cannellini? Cannelloni? I don't know, to be honest. I've never... I'm going with cannelloni. Yeah. But yeah, I had an idea for the piping bag. But <laughs> it was one of them bags where the corners aren't a proper corner. They're like folded in and zipped in. So I had to... Oh, I tried chopping it, it didn't work. So basically, I had to hand fill them with a little spoon, as the Insta story I put up showed. Yeah, that made me chuckle that this. Yeah, I didn't put a post up about the Zinger Burger because, to be honest, I was really drunk when I made them. Like, I just got a load of craft beers in and started drinking. And that's the day I'd made them. Um, I put the post up about the Manhattan cocktail I made. But the thing about Manhattan cocktails is they're really strong. So after two of them, like, there's 60 mil shots of whiskey with, I think, 20 mil or 15 mil of sweet vermouth and then some bitters. And that's it. So like, I was making dinner, just drinking them, drinking beer, and then uh, I was just completely forgot to do the videos. And then I took a picture, but the picture's not very good either. No picture. So... It's not bad. I'll show you the picture in a bit, and I might put a post up about it. I didn't think the picture looked very good. So that was with you, the same day you'd done the uh, the zinger? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I put a picture in a story up for the cannelloni. But that was really nice. I'd cooked that again, 100%. And there was enough that like, Siobhan took the rest to work the next day. It looked really good. It looked impressive on the photos. I thought the photos looked shit, though. I wasn't going to put them up, but Siobhan said they looked all right. I thought it looked like a fucking state, to be honest. <laughs> I thought it looked good. All right. Kind of ugly, delicious, whatever it is. You know what it is? It's just putting a bit of green, mixed green salad leaves on the side. If you just spruce anything up with some mixed green salad leaves on the side, anything looks good, doesn't it? But they were, that mm. was really good. I really enjoyed that. Do you use this book so much because it's really good or? Um, no, I'm just trying to cook healthy at the moment. Yeah. And it's a healthy cookbook. Have you tried other cookbooks, say, or? Healthy ones or just other cookbooks? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've tr- gone through the, um, Leaning 15 book. That's good. We've both had the Cyan David Harry Bakers, Harry Bikers one. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at, because I, I think that's one of the best. Yeah, yeah, I've cooked out of that a Not lot. Not just healthy book, but cookbooks, because everything I've cooked on it tastes exactly the same as how it's meant to, like. Yeah, no, I've cooked loads out of that book. With me and you both, like, I can just I mean, quote recipes out of that now. So I was getting that with the cookbooks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to, my point was, uh, how does it compare to the other cookbooks? As good, mate, to be honest. Like, I'd say it's a bit more based around the health side. Yeah, that's what I meant. How does it compare it, it, to your it's healthy It's more cookbooks? healthy. No, but to the healthy the ones that you've got. Yeah, it's more healthy than the healthy ones. Oh, it's even more healthy than the healthy ones. Yeah, it's ones. healthier than the oh. Sign Dave one. We got there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... No, it's healthier than the healthy cookbooks, if you know what I mean. So it's a good one then. Yeah, it's really good, mate. I'll... I mean, it doesn't help when you eat twice the recommended portion, but <laughs> it does. it is healthy. Oh, and I cooked um, the Sloppy Joes from it, but I used corn instead of beef. Basically, I was just trying to be Same. extra healthy. Plus, I am trying to... We have a, yeah, this conversation. What? I am cutting down on meat, especially beef. I'm really cutting down on beef. Yeah, but what's corn? Corn's soya, isn't it? Yeah. Have you seen how bad soya is for you? No. The amount of oestrogen that it... That explains my tits. <laughs> That's Joe Rogan's <laughs> joke, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, but it's really bad for you, and it's bad for the planet soya. So, I ain't buying that. If you've got other reasons for being vegan, that's fine, but... Soya being healthy is the worst reason to be. I ain't too fussed. I only switched it because it's just... not healthy. Well, whatever. I, I used it anyway, and it was crap. So. And it tastes what? That's the that's the main problem with it for me. Is it just tastes dreadful? So I, I probably wouldn't use the corn again anyway, to be honest, because it tasted all right, but it'd have been a lot Siobhan better with beef. They were. Did Siobhan like them? Yeah, yeah, they tasted nice. They're nicely spiced and stuff, but it just beef would have been a lot better. So I thought they looked good on the video I did. They looked all right and they tasted all right, but I'd, I'd use beef next time. Although I probably wouldn't cook them again because I'm trying not to cook beef at the moment. Yeah, you had a little bit of beef then. And I'm just thinking of the video that you had afterwards. With, where did you get your coffee from? Coffee? Yeah, yeah, and they gave, they gave you the um, paper straw. Oh, yeah, that was some beef. Fucking, <laughs> thank you very much, Cafe Nero. How stupid can you be? Like, fair enough, they give you a bloody cardboard straw, paper straw. I'm not, I ain't got a problem with that, despite the fact it makes everything taste like shit. They are rubbish. But then they put it in a single-use plastic cup with a single-use plastic lid, and I was like, well, this is bigger than the bloody straw. Why have you put this? Completely it defeats the purpose. I struggled to get to sleep that night thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> like the, my first thought the next day when I woke up was that fucking cup and straw. I was like, 
I'd rather it the other way around. Like, <laughs> if you're going to do that, do the small part, which is just the straw, as plastic. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest problems when companies try and do things and they don't actually believe in it, but they're just trying to be on trends and then they kind of half-ass do it. It's it's really easy to see through it straight away. Well, normally I've got my I've got my own coffee cup that I usually have with me, but I, this was a spare of the moment drink because it was really hot and I wanted a drink and I didn't have my cup with me. Yeah, so you got an iced coffee. Can you put your own iced coffee in your own cup? I don't know, probably not because I didn't put it in a normal coffee cup. I don't think it would have fit. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had one, so I don't really like the cold ones. I was just about to say it's probably too wet, but I'm sure coffee's pretty <laughs> wet as well. Hot <laughs> coffee's no wetter. <laughs> Have you tried nitro coffee? What's that? The proper nitro pour like comes from a tap, like a pint. Oh, yeah, like yeah, Guinness. yeah. Like the cold brew stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had that, yeah. I've seen that. There's a... We'll get on to Beer Central in a bit, but there's a bar in Dublin that's opened up the Virgin Mary, and it's a non-alcohol bar. Everything they sell, zero alcohol. They have a stout, non-alcoholic stout. I can't remember who it is. It's not Big Drop, but they have one. And then they put a nitro brew head on it, and it looks exactly like a pint of Guinness. It probably tastes a bit like it, because it's got a bit of that yeah, coffee sort of that, element I, to it, hasn't it? As I said, we'll get on to brew sensor, but I, I tried one of the Big Drops um, non-alcohol stouts, which was absolutely superb. But if I had to kind of try and find fault in it, it's obviously a little bit light compared to a pint, if you know what I mean. That's what I thought of. Well, we'll talk about it in a bit, because I've got some views on yeah, so then Big Drop as well. I think... Uh, Dropping the nitro uh, coffee into it would give it a bit of heaviness as well. So I thought, what an idea that is. So I, I noticed you can get the cans of nitro. Yeah. So I might get one of the stouts and then one of them cans and make Try it home and see what it's like, like a non-alcohol Guinness. You can email them then. They put this in. <laughs> it, uh, big drop. <laughs> oh, they're my new friends, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, they love you. <laughs> my new mates looked we'll after to, me. We'll get back. We'll get back to Beer Central. We're getting ahead of ourselves. So Anything what? else you cooked? No, that, well, obviously I've had dinner and toast and sandwiches <laughs> and shit like that. But... We haven't. If, I don't talk about. If we ever get to the episode where we're just talking about Carl cooking toast. I, know, yeah. <laughs> I do cook a badass piece of toast though. <laughs> you need as much butter as there is bread. So yeah, that's yeah. the problem. That's easy. No, but I don't repeat that. myself, so like I won't talk about like tonight, for example. I'm cooking that nasty garang again when I get in. Oh, nice. But I'm not going to talk about. It. Well, I'm talking. You about just it, I'm have, not going to yeah. talk about it because I've already <laughs> talked about it. Okay. Well. In the nature of that, I'm going to talk about what the same thing I cooked last last episode, and I've cooked them again. But, but you I've did done it them differently, a bit differently didn't you? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm I'm interested to hear this, to be honest. Yeah, so I got the same ribs from the butcher. Made sure I got the belly attached. Massive. They were huge. They were brilliant. I can't remember what weight they were, but the the tenor for the whole lot. So that's shape like double bag. One bag not strong enough. No, one bag's not that. It's just a massive lump of belly and ribs. For a ten and I was like, that's brilliant. That's my that's my torso, that is, mate. So the last time, I just uh, cooked them in Magnus for ages. I can't remember how many hours. And then finished them off on the barbecue with a load of barbecue sauce on them. And I thought they tasted nice, and they fell apart great. They were a little bit wet, and I don't know if the flavour really went through the whole lot. It wasn't really what I was aiming for. It was still good, and the texture was all right. So I thought this time, what you really need is to smoke them, don't you? That's what they do. You want the proper smoke in this yeah, game. Yeah, because when you mentioned it to me, you were going to do it. I was going to say, oh, you offset it on the barbecue and the tray and water, but you've got yeah. a different technique that you look at. Yeah, well, 
I was going to do them on the barbecue, but then I just didn't really have time with the kind of weekend that we had. So decided to kind of just have a little look on the, um, obviously, Dr. Google. I think, oh, I wonder if there's a different way of going about it. I didn't want to use the barbecue, as I said, so I found one for a slow cooker. I had to turn your slow cooker into a bit of a smoker. Yeah, just a bit of the interest, man. So all you have to do is you get the wood chips, make a little envelope kind of thing for them out of tin foil. Put some slits, tiny little slits in the tinfoil. Oh, no, you have to soak the, the wood first. You smoke the wood first for half an hour, but I left it for ages. It was more than half an hour. Yeah. And then stick them in the tinfoil, make some little holes, cover it, make sure they're completely covered, obviously. But then put some holes in the top, just tiny little holes, just so the meat doesn't get touched in the wood. You don't want that. And then stick the meat directly on top, and then just put the lid on. Uh, I think I cooked it on medium for like seven hours or something like that. Obviously, took them out, just about managed to keep them together. And I would put a um, barbecue rub on them, just a shop-bought one, you know, first time. Next time, I might venture out and make my own. There's seen some good recipes out there. So for this for this one off, I was just trying to learn every time. And this time, I just thought I'll get a shop-bought one. I think it was like Schwartz or someone else. Smothered it in that and then stuck it on the... On the timber, I think it was apple wood. I think I used, and yeah, it worked. Really worked. I was really happy with did it. it. Taste smoky. Yeah, did it taste a bit smoky? Nothing like like if you've been to yeah. If you've been to Dig Beth Dining Club and had them from like Urban Barbecue or Andy Low and Slow or or um, Dick Smoke, nothing like that. Like not in the same league as them, but for like. Just at home, not much mess. No, easy, really easy. Whack some um, sticky barbecue sauce on them and just finish them off on the barbecue. They were nice. They were yeah, really nice. Awesome, yeah, they, I mean, the ribs were just like, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The ribs were gone. The bones, you couldn't keep the bones in it. So it was more like I just served lumps of like boneless meat to people rather than ribs. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were nice. They went down well. I was I was very yeah. happy with them, but I think it's a working project. I'll have to tweak it a little bit, maybe next time. Who knows? I'll, I'll probably try it on the barbecue next time. You know how to yeah, turn your barbecue yeah, yeah, into yeah. a smoker. I'm definitely looking at doing that at some point over the summer. You'd put like a uh, foil tray of water in, don't you? Yeah, and then you put the coals on one side and you yeah. put them direct on and just leave it for ages. Your barbecue is the same as mine, so it's got yeah. a temperature gauge on the top and it shuts yeah, properly. Yeah, so. yeah. You can get good control of the heat, so they're easy to do on our barbecues. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But I just need, I didn't have the time really last time, obviously, because we were at the beer festival on Saturday and then we had stuff to do Sunday morning. So I just didn't have the time to use the barbecue to smoke. But yeah, that was awesome. We had, uh, I'd say, a friend, friend of the podcast, a new listener, give us quite a lot of feedback about how much she loved the podcast and stuff. And she was actually looking for recipes. Oh, yeah. Or suggestions yeah, yeah. of what uh, to cook you for can a date. Give her a shout out. She's got a blog. She's an award winning blogger. Award winning blogger. Yes, yeah, so she's an arts writer and blogger. That's Ruth Millington. Shout out to Ruth. We met them at Fiesta del Sado. Yeah, yeah the, for a social thing that they're the doing. fella Luke. It's Luke's birthday coming up. I don't know if it's before or after this episode goes out and between recording. It goes out next Friday, but. It's probably gone by then. Shout out to Luke as well. Two yeah. really nice people. We had a great evening. Um, but she was looking for any ideas on what to cook, wasn't yeah, she? You gave her the worst advice ever. See, this is why I brought this up, because I, I wanted to know how other people feel about this. But surely 
A roast dinner. No, no, no. Hang on. Anyone Let's could start cook a from roast the beginning, dinner. man. If someone who can't, by her own admission, is not very good at cooking, is asking, I'm going to cook a special meal for my boyfriend in July. What shall I cook? A roast dinner roast is dinner? not an, it's a unacceptable answer. <laughs> roast dinner was probably the first meal I ever cooked for Maria. Because you really like roast dinners and you can cook? Yeah, but I probably never cooked before that. You hadn't cooked a meal before you went to yeah. Maria? Yeah, not, not, not a roast dinner, like beans and toast and the uh, normal stuff. You work in a kitchen. No, not, be- not before then, no. Right. Well, yeah, as a pot wash. <laughs> and in fairness, I didn't do a lot of working. No. Surprisingly enough, I've done a lot of talking, but not a lot of working. <laughs> no. I think that's a hard, it's not a hard dish, but it's just, it's a hard dinner to do well. And there's a lot of pots, a lot of pans, a lot of prep, especially if you're making your own gravy. And I think it's easy to do okay. I don't think you need to make your own gravy for a great roast dinner. Well, no, for a good roast dinner. You can just go to M&S and buy all the stuff and just bung it in the oven. I've done that before. That's pretty easy to do. No, but I wasn't even thinking that. Like, if, I was thinking, you can get... If the specials are only two of you, you can get the meat. No, but the meat where it's all ready for roasting. Yeah. From uh, white trousers. Yeah, white but like make your own roast enough. potatoes. You can look up a, a pretty decent recipe for roast potatoes. I know. I've even just bought the spuds, man. No, but that's why. I, like I can do it just individually, but it depends how much time I've got. You're trying to say it's hard. Though. I'm saying it's easy. I'd say for someone that can't cook, it's a dish that's got involving a lot of different timing issues with. Various pots and various pans on the go. So then you suggested... Well, my first suggestion was jambalaya, a one-pot dish. Yeah, fair enough. Easy. Easy. Yeah, Yeah, and my next dish was nearly a one-pot dish, which is a great dish. Venetian duck leg ragu. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows how to make a Venetian duck leg. (laughs) Message the recipe. It's easy. You just get some duck legs, brown them. Bang them in a pan with some onions you've sweated down and tomatoes and a load of other crap. You just cook it slow for a bit. Take off the meat off the bones and then add the pasta in it. Cook the pasta and chuck it in. Done. It sounds like there's a lot that could go wrong there. I, I know which one I'd trust someone that can't cook to cook out the two of them. I think you can cook an average roast dinner at any level, but to make a roast duck ragu or whatever it is. It's just duck... Just you just—it's so easy, mate. Trust me. You, you cook it, and you—in fact, that's your mission for the next podcast. Cook that dish because you like Italian food and pasta. I hate Italian food. No, you love it. You're always going to Italian places. <laughs> I don't like it. The only Italian I like, and I'm going to, is Lagos. That's well, there the you go. You just get some decent pasta, mate. And who doesn't like duck leg ragu? I like duck leg ragu. You cook Proper that. homemade pasta, though. That's the thing. Cook it, and then the next podcast we'll talk about it and tell me if you thought it was difficult. Deal. But either way, she probably didn't get any of them. <laughs> what other kind of suggestions would you make to anyone looking to If anyone's do a bit like, of doesn't cooking? know cooking us. Oh, that was the thing about the roast. It's mid July as well. I want to roast dinner in July. I have a roast dinner in any, any weekend in any part of the year. I don't mind a roast Winter, dinner. spring, just, summer. When it's like really hot, it's like 30 degrees outside, the last thing I want is a roast dinner. Always want a roast dinner. And it, we have one every Thursday, I love it. Oh, man. I would like a one a week, but I just think when it's hot, I'm just looking at the weather, I'm like, you know what? I can't hack this. So other easy-peasy recipes for anyone looking to cook for their other half who's never cooked before? Got anything off the top Seriously, of your head? Just, I know I go on about it a lot, but 
that made an India book. If you like Indian food, the, she breaks it down and how she talks about the food. It's so simple. And nearly all of it's like one pot stuff. So it all goes in one tray or it all goes in one big pot and you just cook it. And it's so simple. Like there's the ingredients list can be quite long because obviously Indian food from scratch. A lot of spices, but a lot of the spices are the same. So once you've got them, like my spice cupboard, I can cook nearly all the dishes without having to go and buy any spices now. I suppose once you've got them in the house. Once you've got them, you got them. So also from Ruth, I'm going to steal it now. That's Every time we interview someone now, I'm going to ask them for a simple recipe for people listening at home. and call it Brum Dime With Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I thought right. that was genius. We'll steal Thanks, that one. Thanks, Ruth. I don't think... That Zinger burger was easy. The spinach and ricotta thing was easy, although filling the cannelloni wasn't that easy. <laughs> it was easy if you know how to do it. That's the spicy lamb burger was easy. And sloppy. I don't know. It depends on your level, doesn't it? I like, I cook a lot, so I think a lot of things are easy to cook. Mm. If you can follow a set of instructions, then you can cook. Simple as. It's patience a lot of the time, though, isn't it? Just yeah. And you're just planning. Like I cook like a TV chef. I prep everything first. Everything, everything that needs chopping is chopped. Everything that needs measuring out is measured out. All in little pots and little plates yeah, and stuff all ready. Definitely the best way to do things. That's how yeah. I do it. TV well. chef, that's how I cook. <laughs> that's how I call it. Because you go, you look at like, what's it called? Saturday Kitchen or whatever. It's all just there a lot of the time. They're just bunging in. So if you get it all done, then you can just enjoy the cooking. Plus, yeah, I like a drink while I'm cooking. I can enjoy the drink, then. I think that was everything we've been cooking. Yeah, pretty much. So that was cars eating. What have you been drinking? Oh, what haven't I been drinking, mate? Unreal. Uh, I got some more Tiny Rebel stuff in. Didn't realise, and I probably should have realised, because I haven't been there for a while, but I went to Cotteridge Ryan's. Yeah. Because I hadn't been for a little while, to be honest, but going to Beer Central got me back into... Trying loads and loads of new beers. And I was up by there anyway, because I was in Mosley at the time. And I was like, right, I'm going to cut those wines. I'm getting a load of stuff. Didn't realise they sell all the Tiny Rebel beers. Oh, nice. So I just bought a load of them. If, really you, had nice your, if you had an independent card like I do, you could get discounted cartridge wine. Oh, I could just borrow your card next time I go. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> Although not now, in case they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> But they're really good guys, really knowledgeable. And you speak to them about, they know like nearly all the brewers that they buy off and stuff. And yeah. Really good service in there. I can highly recommend if you love your craft beers and you haven't been, get down to Cottridge Wines, definitely. But now I've got the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Porter that Tiny Rob will do. That was really good. Uh, I got For pump- somebody who doesn't like sweet things, you love your beer sweet. I don't. You know what? I don't really. I just like different beers and everything to be different oh mate with beer i'd pretty much like everything apart from wheat beers yeah i noticed that on saturday <laughs> don't do wheat beers don't like them don't understand it oh i've got um one beer i'll definitely give a shout out to is the tiny rebel pump up the jam that i bought from there it is like having a jam donut and a nice beer in your mouth all at the same time but not like, this is gonna sound odd but not too sweet yeah yeah, which is really odd. Apparently it tastes just like a jam donut. Mate, it's awesome. I don't know how they've made that beer, how they've done it. And the only thing I could think they do is they just blend up a load of jam donuts and just pour it into <laughs> the beer. So I can't understand how they do it otherwise. 
But that was only just what I bought from it's the shop. Be part of the mash, like the mash section of it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, mate. It's just when we were alchemy, done, I have no idea. Done. Yeah, it'll tell us. Tiny Rebel actually done a, as I found out, a collab with Big Drop and done a, they actually done a stout together. Yeah, well, zero percent stout. So sort of jumped ahead of us. Keep jumping ahead of ourselves. <laughs> well, it's kind of tired. It's coming up beer festival. There. Trust me, people. <laughs> I think it's one of the greatest. Yeah, I'm trying to days keep a lid on it because it was. It yeah, was well, we'll there, get yeah. there. There's a lot to get there before that. Uh, I bought a fantastic bottle of whiskey that I've been dying to try for ages, and I tried it at um, Little Blackwood, which will come up in a bit. But it's um, I've always wanted to try it because it was in um, Parks and Recreation, the TV show that I keep telling you to watch. I think it's one of the funniest things just ever on the planet. And there's a character and he's obsessed with this whiskey and it's a Lagavulin 16 years. Yeah. And it's, you know, I seen it in Little Blackwood when we were there for Father's Day and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a glass of that for me and my dad. And I'll finally try this whiskey because it's um, an Isley whiskey. It's quite peaty, quite smoky whiskey. And I don't tend to, I tend to steer clear of them a lot of the time because I don't tend to like them that much. I'll tell you what, mate, first sip, and I was like, oh, my God, I could drink a whole bottle of this. <laughs> and I have to keep trying it, because I bought the bottle, because they sell it in Waitrose now. Yeah. And I was in there, and I seen it, I was like, oh, fucking hell, it's there, and I'll buy it. And every time I've tried it since, I've been like, Sean, don't let me have another one. Because literally, <laughs> it's that nice, you could open it. I've never had a whiskey that I've had a couple of sips of and thought, I'm going to drink that fucking bottle. <laughs> like, if I started drinking it in the wrong mood... Or the right mood, whichever way you look at it. Yeah. You could go madman style, just a bottle and a glass. Yeah, just I could easily just bring the bottle in the living room with me and just fill it up as I go. It's that nice. It's, it's unbelievable. But drink-wise, that's all I've bought. I did have a bottle of, when I went on holiday, I went had a bottle of LP, just their normal brute champagne. Oh, yeah. Laurent Perrier. That was really nice. You know what? I'm really gutted that their stuff's really nice. It, it pisses me off. Why? Because I want cheaper and British stuff to be better. Like, I want Nate Timber to be nicer. Is Nate Timber not nicer? It is. Well, Nate Timber's, like, their classic champagne's really nice. And their rosé sparkling wine, sorry, is really nice. Like, both stunning. What, as in Nate Timber's sparkling wine and Nate Timber's rosé are both stunning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both amazing. But then you try LP Rosé, and then you try the LP Brute, and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Especially since it's a lot more expensive as well, especially the LP Rosé. I think that's the best sparkling thing you can drink. I don't think there's anything else with bubbles in that tastes better than that. It's absurd. And it's better than no timber. It's better than, mate, it's better than water. It's better than like most things you could drink. <laughs> that's why it's like £90 a bottle. It's one of those things when you try it and you're like, oh, it's really good. You know where you don't want it to be good because you're like you think. Well, I'll, if it's bad, I haven't ever got to buy it again. <laughs> yeah. But then it's good, and you're like, oh no, I get two really good bottles of whiskey for the price of this wine. I'm going to drink all <laughs> this in half hour. That's everything. That's most stuff that I've bought. Drink. I've kind of been. I've made an effort. I like, kind of. I never used to drink non-alcohol beer at all. Obviously, I don't drink. So I've recently got into. I don't know if it's the hot weather. You know. I've been working longer hours in this hot weather outside, and I'm thinking, you know, I just, sometimes you just need a can of lager, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, I still don't want the effects of it, but I just want a lager. And then 
I think it was 12 pubs of Christmas. I managed to find the Zero Zero Heineken first came out. And I thought, yeah, this is all right. It's still a bit sweet. That's the problem. All non-alcohol beer, lagers especially, are definitely very, very sweet. I haven't tried Lucky Sane yet. I'm going to get round to it. But yeah, I've been trying a few more of them. I found, what else did I find? I tried the uh, Estrella one, which yeah. is awful. <laughs> yeah, to be honest. It's on a par with Bex Blue. Most of the sort of big, big name beers that you get in just any old pub, their versions of non-alcoholic beer aren't very good, to be honest. Yeah, I tried the Bud as well, which was very sweet, the, the uh, Prohibition one. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I, you tried it with you, didn't The I? Ruin, yeah. Good yeah. pub. What a pub that is, The Ruin. The Ruin, yeah, yeah, yeah. great pub. I've been chatting about the place for ages. Yeah, great little booze that is. Really nice, good selection of booze. Yeah, nice but then oh, I had the nice uh, Erdinger as well. Erdinger's nice. I've tried a few of the wheat beers, and they're, yeah. they're quite nice. Nothing. You hate wheat beer anyway. But... Don't like it. It's got uh, something about it. I could drink it if I have to. I just don't want to. i got Brew Dog. Now do a Punk AF. Yeah, I'm yet to try that. I know their nanny state's really good. Schwann used to drink that when she I was think pregnant. Punk AF's a lot smoother. I still find my nanny state there's a tiny kind of chemical kind of taste to the end of it. Nothing like Beck's Blue kind of chemical. It just tastes like chemical water, but mm. there's still a tiny edge to it. Uh, but you don't have that so much with the uh, the AF. And then Sainsbury's have some other non-alcohol stuff. It's um, they're just like session. I think it's called Session Ale. I don't think it really has the name of the brewery on it. It might be Infinite or something, but right. they're really nice. Really nice. Well, since we're on the top subject of beer, we've alluded to it a couple of times already. Yeah. One of my favourite days of the year so far. Yeah. And I should point out now that we were on the guest list. We didn't have to pay for our ticket. But I did pay for all of my food. <laughs> yeah, paid for all the. You had three all meals, <laughs> and I was going to go anyway. So it worked out really well that we got put on the guest list. But it genuinely was one of the best days I think I've ever had drinking ever. What a day! Beer Central people. Yeah, Beer Central, first ever one. I've got ones up in Edinburgh, Bristol, London. London. You definitely heard us talking about it. You cannot have missed all of the stuff we were doing for no, it. No, we've been pushing it. We and did I'm really so push happy it. happy we did as well. I was gutted if we pushed it and it was rubbish. Yeah. I'd have been really pissed off about that. We pushed that. it because I think we believed it was going to be good. Like, Greg was such a nice guy. Yeah, talking to him. Um, they really, and all the good Birmingham breweries behind it as well. So. Yeah, you know, once people like uh, Dig Brew and Burning Soul, once them fellas are involved, you know, there's got to be something good about this. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. We really had a feeling and we were really grateful to the relationship. That's Joe and Sheridan for getting us involved. I think being part of it, Gave it a little bit of build up for us. Like, I was like, oh, I'm really excited for this. Like, you know, because we were talking about it every day. I was talking to anyone who would listen about it. Yeah, I told everyone. So I was, I I was really excited about it. And I mean, I was talking about it to people I know purely because I know they'd like it as well. Yeah. Just worked yeah. out that it was a very busy weekend in Birmingham. Like, at the Saturday day we went, there was so much going on. You had Colmore Food Festival that I wanted to go to. That, that obviously did look good as well. We didn't get to go God, to it that. Looked good. But I couldn't do the Friday night because it was my mum's birthday. And well, then yeah, we couldn't do the Friday. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were there as well. Yeah, but it was brilliant. Beer oh, Central. Just so many beers. Like, I'm looking forward to next year already. Yeah, I'm buzzing for it. I was tempted to go down to the London one because they asked us if we wanted to go down. I was like, you know what? I could. Really could. 
But some of the beers we had were just like phenomenal. Again, like Burning Soul were knocking it out of the park. Really good. I mean, the, the fact that they're two of the nicest people in any room you can get talking to, but their beers are just... I mean, I never thought I'd see a beer that was a Raspberry Ripple ice cream beer, and it was awesome. It was one of the only yeah. ones I had twice. I didn't have many twice. I did have a lot of beer, but I will, <laughs> I will state that I had a lot of beer that day. We come away from the launch party, which we attended, saying, God, how nice are these brewing people? Everyone around this scene seems like the nicest people. And then Saturday kind of just re- reiterated that for us. Like, everyone we stopped and chatted to were just absolutely bang on, weren't they? Yeah, everyone was really nice. They all had time to talk to us. They were all chatty, all interested in what we were like talking about the podcast and stuff they're all interested and just felt like a, a proper celebration of the whole craft movement which i think is what they were aiming for so that was brilliant yeah it was yeah and there was some absolutely fantastic beers i didn't well i think i tried counting in my head because i tried to take a picture of most of the taps and realized i didn't even take a picture of half of them <laughs> so i do apologize for anyone that didn't make the insta post i put up about some of the taps because i just to be honest i just kept forgetting did get some of the big boys on there. I made sure to remember the Burning Soul, especially since I always forget what my favourite beers are. So I had to take a picture of that Raspberry Ripple one. Because I'd guarantee as much as I liked it, I'd be sitting here now going, oh, what was that one I had that really liked from Burning Soul? If I didn't take a picture. You're on about the Monk as well, Northern Monk. Yeah, to be honest, that was um, they had a triple fruit goss. And it was unbelievable. Yeah, like, to be honest, I had that many fruit beers at that festival. I definitely, <laughs> definitely had my five a day. I'm Carl was sure going for that. his five a day fruit beer. <laughs> Mate, I, well, I, I, you know what? I don't even buy fruit beers. I buy sour beers, and they are obviously based around a fruit. So my idea was to just hit all the sour beers originally, and then I just started drinking all the fruit ones. And then just, like, there was that many different beers. Like, you could go with someone to that festival that doesn't like beer, and they'd have loads to drink. Absolutely loads. Yeah, I believe that too. Everyone had like a lager on as well. So One of the impressive things was all your non-alcoholic beers. Yeah, so there was one non-alcohol um, brewery there that I'd not really heard much about before. Obviously, Greg told me about it once he'd heard that I didn't drink. But yeah, my God, I Big was drop. blown away. Absolutely blown away. Big drop were incredible. Yeah, I've got to admit, I tried all the ones you had of theirs. That pale ale. They've won, well, they're, they're they've won awards ale, for that pale ale. Lager, stout, brown ale, and an IPA, wasn't it? A winter ale as well. Was there a winter ale as well? And a lager. I said lager. Yeah. I didn't like the lager there. The lager was okay. Um, no, I didn't like still it. Still a bit sweet. Like they're all. They're, it just seems to be the way. I don't know. What, I thought their brown it, ale It didn't matter. Good. It didn't matter because the brown ale was superb. Yeah, that was really good. I like the that stout one. was really good. As I said earlier, just a little bit light. But I don't know what you can really do about that. No. You, do, you do get some stats that I like. I mean, most of the stats that I drink. You, if you haven't got the alcohol, then they're all going to be light, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. But that pale ale, that pale ale, I looked it up. It's actually won awards against alcohol pale ale. I'm not surprised, mate. It tasted really nice. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Really, really brilliant. Because we were talking to other brewers at the uh, festival about their non-alcoholic beers. And there were brewer, like, proper brewers that are like, yeah, I love their beer and I have no idea. How they fucking Everyone was bigging up their beer. Everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They loved it. And two of the nicest guys, uh, I can't remember their names, but 
Shout out to them. Shout out to the people I don't know the name of. <laughs> they yeah, uh, they kept me well hydrated. They noticed when I when they heard that I was teetotal, they just instead of giving me the little glass, they just gave me bottles. <laughs> to be fair, you were probably the only person in the room. I wasn't. There was quite a few, to be honest. That were um, no, there's people getting drinking oh, teetotal. From there, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, stands a chance. But I tell you what, I think. It says a lot about the festival that when I'd seen before we'd even got invited to come and do some promotion for it, I was actually considering it, even though I don't drink. Mm. No, I'd looked it up and mentioned it to you already. Yeah, because the food looked that good. I loved the the music. How good was the music? Yeah, hip hop karaoke. Awesome. And DJ Yoda, because I thought he'd only be the night. And he was on when we were there, like during the day. I was buzzing when he came on. I was like, yeah, had everyone up, man. It was brilliant. But I love the hip hop karaoke. That was brilliant. Well, the food was good. The entertainment was good. The beer was great. The food was super. OPM's burger, unbelievable. A nice little chicken tikka wrap from Baked in Brick. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. I've got got this chicken tikka wrap from Baked in Brick, which was fantastic. And then the bottom leaked and went all down my plain black top that I had on. So I had to go and get myself washed up. And then later in the day, Liam goes and gets one and a piece of chicken falls out covered in sauce. Does it fall on Liam? No, it falls on Dickhead over here. <laughs> on my top. I looked like I looked a state when I left that place. <laughs> I was just covered in mint sauce. <laughs> Chili and mint all over the place. Uh-huh. And then there was obviously Pure Craft. You knew Pure Craft's gonna be there, obviously massive believers in food and beer together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're and they're fish, fish and chips, haddock and chips, with mushy peas and tartar sauce. What else do you want? I know, yeah, you got that as well, didn't you? I got all three. You got I all went three. for it. <laughs> so I was saving myself. I was getting a Spice Club takeaway. Oh, oh we don't talk like about takeaway club. enough. I get, if Indian takeaway, if you live anywhere near Solihull, Spice like club. within a five mile range, Spice Club in Solihull. Yeah, we don't even debate it. Spice Club every yeah, time. Yeah, best Indian takeaway you can get, hands down. The special lamb starter. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. Oh, it's all good. I haven't had a bad meal from that. Yeah, it's all brilliant. But we're off track again. Yeah. So, big drop. Unbelievable. Yeah, I was so surprised by how nice their stuff. But to be honest, mate, as I said, you were with me and you tried a couple of the beers and spam out, obviously, but you got to try them. There were so many nice beers. I know you don't like sour beers, so you weren't too impressed with all of them. But Did- sour beers are funny. To, like, it, not a lot of people seem to like it. I'd say if I had to, like, if I put 10 people in a line that all like beer, I reckon only two or three of them would drink sour beers. A lot of love for the Colonel. Yeah, the big dogs were there. The Colonel, yeah. Yeah, I was, they, I was impressed. They, I, It's one of them events. Like They were there, and Cloudwater were there, and Purity Mikella, were there, yeah, and Digbury. And these are all things, that you, places that you don't expect to turn up to stuff like this. Mm. But the Colonel's table beer, as I said, I'll put it on the post from Cottage Cottage Cottage, Cottage Wines, because that's the only place I know you can pick it up from. And they had a load in stock. Well, he said, said they brew it then after every... He says it's the only one they brew twice a week, because they just sell out of it instantly. And every brewer we spoke to mentioned the Colonel's table beer, that it was their favourite beer. Nice. Every it's... single person said it was one of their favourite beers. You know, it's only like 3% or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. 3%. And I was chatting to the fella in Cottage Wines. He says, yeah, we sell out every time we get it. Look, it's so popular. The actual parallel from Big Drop wasn't a million miles away from that? No, it didn't taste too... Well, it didn't taste the same, but it wasn't a million miles no, away now, as you no. said. 
that's the vibe it was given to me, which was nice because that used to be my favourite. <laughs> yeah, we got to try some of Purity's new beers. They were really good. Dig Brew's beers, they were really nice. To be honest, I, I didn't have a bad beer, not the whole time. Yeah, you got lucky. Northern Monk are the ones that surprised me the most. Yeah, good. Their stuff really, them and Burning Soul, like, I, I drank a lot of their stuff, to be honest. But it's mad. How many stands would you say there was there? There's meant to be 30. It felt stands. like there was more. Yeah, it felt <laughs> like there was more. We've like all of them had about four beers on. Yeah, so that's a lot of beer to get through. It is a lot of beer. Like I just or the only thing I because we obviously like I wanted to stay and go the evening as well because we could have. <laughs> they were like, oh yeah, you know, just stick around. You can stay for the evening session as well. And I was like, oh god, don't say that. I really, really want to. If I'd if I'd seen my door in the morning, I think I'd have stayed out. On the evening. Stayed and went again. But I hadn't seen her, so I wanted to see her before Especially she as we met a few lads that were going to it then as well in the ruin. I know, yeah, yeah. went the ruin. Like, because I hadn't had enough beer. We had to go and get some more beer. And it was right next door to the ruin, so I was like, right, we're going there for one. Especially since you hadn't been, I thought it's worth taking you there. The venue was so. perfect for the um, beer central, wasn't it? Yeah, what was it? 119 Floodgate, Floodgate Street. Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a really good venue. You could do a lot of good stuff in that spot, though. Yeah, that looks good. That's what I like it's about Dig Buff. There's loads of stuff. I mean, we are going to do it. We keep talking about it. We're going to do a Dig Buff special. I think we People's need... Republic at Dig Buff. Yeah. I think we just need to get you to a couple more places before we do the podcast. Yeah, especially some more foodie places. Yeah, as well, especially Rico Libre. Yeah, that's mm. definitely top of the list. Best tapas in Birmingham. We're probably nearly an hour in, so we better start talking about some food. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a beer special again. I think the last episode was a beer special. Let me another beer special. Know, like, yeah. This is going to be a beer special. It's just beer, beer, beer. <laughs> Either way. Oh, I went to the um, Foodies Festival. Oh, yeah. In Solihull. No, it's not Solihull. Cannon Hill Park. Cannon Hill Park. No, I was thinking the other one that it's was in Solihull. Have the they way. moved Cannon Hill Park? <laughs> no, yeah. no, yeah, in Cannon Hill Park, they went to the Foodies Festival. That was good. Yeah, you said it was good. I was a bit put off. Like, you'd think that'd be right up our street, but the last time I went, and it was probably three years ago, maybe, and it was absolutely packed, and it felt like not a lot of the stores were kind of local. There wasn't a lot of local street food people there. No, that's one thing I would say. There wasn't yeah. that much local stuff. But there's that many street food things in Birmingham now. I think you'd yeah. struggle to get them to go there now. But it was a nice day. To be honest, I didn't really... I know it was a food festival. I didn't really eat a lot. I just... I hadn't... I just come back from holiday and I hadn't drank much on holiday. So I went to that festival. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get smashed today. And just drank loads. I was in the Marston's tent most of the day. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because they do a wicked stout that I was drinking. Back on beer. How did I get on a food back festival? On I'm back beer, on beer yeah. again. Unreal. And we got like... Six restaurants to talk about. Have we actually got six? Hang on. One, two, three, four. One of them we're talking about twice. I bet you can guess which one. (laughs) Yeah, so should we start by just... We'll get our little Blackwood section. Welcome to the little Blackwood section of the Breaking Bread podcast. (laughs) As I say every week, we don't work for them. We don't get anything (laughs) from them. It's just fantastic either We released the episode last week with... Ben Tyler, if you haven't heard that, go back and listen because it is brilliant. Yeah, it's a really good episode. We've had really good feedback from that. Lots of people messaging saying how good it was. It's good because the ones we've across. enjoyed the most are the ones we've had the best feedback from. Yeah, that's true. And we really enjoyed that one. Yeah, such a nice fella. It's an added touch as well that we've been since loads of times and we've become friends with Ben. So it's yeah, it's yeah. not it's nice. 
So we went to Little Blackwood firstly for Fish Wednesdays. Fish Wednesdays, yeah. If yes. you've not been down there for Fish Wednesday, get down there. Basically, he doesn't pre-do the menu. He just sees what he can get on the Wednesday, get his hands on, and designs a little menu around it. He'd been threatening for a few weeks, and he managed to get himself turbot. Ah, oh, the turbot. That was unreal, that was. I mean, I love turbot anyway, but his turbot was the nuts. Fantastic. Yeah, that really was definitely good. a highlight for me. Cream champagne sauce with caviar. Yep, that was the nuts. Wow. Really good oysters as well. Oysters to start, yeah, three, top, three kinds of oysters. Crab claws, they were awesome. You had the crab claws. Although I destroyed the table. <laughs> you did. There was crab claw flying everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the things went flying out of my hand as well. And I had, what did I have? I had stunning. the clams with the bacon. That was yeah, really good. I love a clam, that song. Loves a clam. So we had pretty much four courses, really. We had like yeah, oysters, well, starters, just try loads mains. of stuff, can't you? But what did it come to? Like 40 quid each or something? It was, it 30 and 40 quid each? It's, to be honest, the turbot was expensive, but turbot's expensive. Turbot's expensive? It's, it's expensive. It's, so if we, do? Do we have, we'd say we didn't have that turbot, we didn't have it on the menu that day. It works out like ridiculously cheap. I still think it's ridiculously cheap. Anyway, who goes to a restaurant, gets oysters, caviar, turbot, champagne sauce, and then only pays 40 quid? When he's oysters, like oysters are really expensive at certain places in town, but he's a Dead cheap and really nice. Yeah, they were superb. Superb. And then we went again the Sunday after. Yeah. So we went on the Wednesday, then on the Sunday. I didn't know I was going on the Sunday. It was yeah, a surprise you didn't know, for did Father's you? Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I knew I was going for I knew you were going for Father's Day as well. Fair play to you, Ben, Sophia. How you all kept that a secret, I'll never know, because I was in there about four times. <laughs> and nobody managed to say anything, but... You went for the special five day, uh, five course Father's, Father's Day, Day special. Day wow. Oh, and he had that 100 day aged rib of beef. 100 day aged rib of beef. It's unreal. That's the best beef dinner I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, it's just the, fl- I could have just ate the beef. Just the flavour of the beef came through. The beef was stunning, mate. Absolutely actually, like, stunning. The beef and the roast potatoes, just give me the two. Yeah. Surprisingly, even though I slag it off all the time and say, no, I'll never like it. I'll never like it. The cauliflower cheese was really good. Oh, you see? <laughs> it's been the whole last episode slagging off cauliflower. Know, yeah. And then I got a nice cauliflower cheese. So. Tell you, mate, if you make your own as well, you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah, I don't know if it'd be as good as Ben's, though. Oh, no, it was awesome. His cauliflower cheese was the nuts, man. We had the little kind of chef snacks with the uh, crackling, yeah, which yeah. he gave us a load to bring home. Yeah, Bonus. Yeah, that was a wicked and one. And the little air-dried ham from... Budapest. Yeah, that was really, really I think good. it's somebody that Sophia knows that makes that ham as well, so that was, ah, right. that was awesome. Oh, I really like that ham. I didn't know that. I had the mackerel starter. That was good. You had that as well, I had the mackerel starter too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love mackerel. <laughs> uh, Maria had the... Ceviche. Scallop, Ceviche scallop, yeah, with caviar. Yeah, I've seen that. That was nice. She gave me a little taster. Obviously. Luckily, we were there at sort the same time on the table next to <laughs> <Yeah>. each other. <laughs> but no, it was... That place was the absolute nuts. And my dad, I had the, just the cheese board for pudding, which was nice. But my dad had the crumble. Yeah. My dad's not a pudding person, but he didn't shut up about that crumble the whole way. Really? Was it crumble or bread and butter pudding? I had a dessert, but... I can't remember which wasn't, one it was now. It wasn't... Like, once I'd had the beef, there was nothing that was going to top that. No, mate. Nothing was topping was the beef. Absolutely stunning. Proper stunning. I didn't think much of the pina colada... Gratin, or what was it? Yeah, the pina colada. Gratin, is it? Oh, it's lager gratin. Yeah. I liked it. It was nice. It was well, it's just like having a little sorbet in between 
It's your course, isn't it? Nah, it just weren't my thing. But obviously not drinking. Maybe it just tasted a bit strong or something. Yeah, probably like threw you off. I liked it. I thought yeah. it was really nice. Yeah. But everything else. Just that beef. Just wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Really, really good. Is that the little Blackwood section over? <laughs> That's little Blackwood section over. Uh, Tune in next week for the. We've still got to do Nod to the Classics. Yeah, Nod to the Classics. Yeah, we've got to go on a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure I'll be there for breakfast sometime soon as well. I'd imagine I'll be doing brunch at some point there. Where else have we eaten? Oh, we went to the Merry Maid. Merry Maid. There's one, the Desi pubs on my list that I've ticked off. It's one of the only ones left that I hadn't been to. Yeah, we went to it after recording our last episode with the Beer Festival. Yeah, we went straight to the Merry Maid. Straight, straight to the Merry Maid. It's a bit rough around the edges. A little bit, yeah. Just I, to say the least. I was a bit unsure about leaving my car out on the front lot, but... And Emma Dale on the telly. Yeah, I felt that was quite nice. It was like a homely touch. felt like we were having dinner at someone's house. It was quite nice. But it's basically just another Desi pub with the good sizzling mixed grills that come out. And good Paper curries. tablecloth, plastic sauces with congealed sauce around the top. Yeah. But, but I tell you what, that, none of that matters because that fish pecora. Yeah. I'm glad we ordered that because we weren't going to get it. We got a curry, like the mixed grill, the large mixed grill, chips, uh, naan breads. And then I had to get the fish pecora because I'd, I had a quick look at TripAdvisor before we went there. I mainly always look at TripAdvisor just for like ideas of what to order. Yeah. Because if people keep saying, oh, this was really good, this yeah, was really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, And luckily it paid off because I wouldn't normally order fish pakora. Well, I normally like it, but yeah. like if I'm going somewhere that I've never been before, I lay off the fish pakora. Yeah. Anything that's a bit dodgy. Everyone had rated about this fish pakora, so like we've got to get this fish pakora. For me, like next time, I'd probably just get the fish pakora and the lamb chops because they were the two highlights for me. Yeah, lamb chops were good. Both of them are unreal. And the curry, actually. The curry was really good. Sag paneer. It's funny, mate. Everything we had on that table was yeah. really good. I like how we do that. We tend to get a nice little vegetarian curry to go with the massive amounts of meat on the well, grill. if you've got a big mix grill, I quite yeah, like vegetarian meat, curries yeah. anyway. Especially yeah, if there's yeah, other meat there. It seems like it's... It's the future. Our oh, best number I've ever had. Really By good miles. Yeah, I had an onion culture. That was really nice. I had the peshwari naan as usual. I love it. But this was just... Not like one I'd had before. It was brilliant. Yeah, no, no. I can highly recommend. Like, I wouldn't go there for a special meal. Don't dress up nah. or anything. But if you're just in town or near Mosley or want a Desi pub, no frills, Carlin on tap type place, just go there. It's great. Really good food. Highly recommend it. It's fairly busy on a Tuesday. It was the back room was full. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty busy. Yeah, I was happy about that. Well, oh, after my little not rant. Misgivings about Fiesta de Lozado. What got arrived in the email? <laughs> yeah. We've got a new menu coming out. Well, would an, you like Andrew to come would invite us to everything. Anyway, Andrew's a legend. Yeah. Really nice guy. And he like, yeah, the person that deals with stuff for them. He's he really looks after nice all fella. that kind of thing for um, the Lasagne group. He's a really nice bloke. Invited us to this new Gaucho Feast menu that they've got launching at Fiesta. I think it's just, it's just launched. The menu. No, yeah. It's just a menu. They're not giving you like that. That's not how it comes to the table. Oh, is it not? They didn't no, really explain that. a selection that. of stuff. No, no, no. They've just changed the menu. Ah, right. Because I'd had most of the stuff on there before. Yeah, same as that, to be honest. But it was <laughs> fair. The food was great. It was good. So the thing is, though, it was just a good evening, like, as well. Like, just it was nice to see everyone. I think... You know, like, oh yeah, hashtag by the way, it's an advert. We didn't yeah, get yeah, invited, we, it was all free, we didn't invite. have to pay anything. But, you know, know, we don't do these things because they're free, like, we don't go to everything we're invited to. We've done this one because obviously we trusted Andy, and obviously we like Fiesta most of the time, yeah. <laughs> we like the Lasang group. 
There's stuff if we get invited to, we're not going to turn down, basically. But like, we like the people. We yeah. basically we like the people that we go with as yeah, well. We also know that there's people that's going to be there that we like. So like this, like last time we obviously met um, Kerry from Brum and Beyond. Yeah, she's wicked. And we met her again this time. And you don't she's follow, awesome. her, follow her. Yeah, follow her. Her posts Brum are really Beyond. good. She's really, really. And then we managed to get seated, seated with Ruth, who we mentioned earlier, and her boyfriend Luke. Yep. And, and we just really had good. such, yeah, it was like a really good evening. Like, there a while though, weren't we? We got there at half seven. What time did we leave? About one. About one, yeah. It was the long haul leave, and the air kind of broke. And it was the hottest Friday of the year. It broke. <laughs> I just didn't, didn't think they had it. It broke. Oh, right. Yeah, it was hot. But the food was good. Meat the food was grilled, good. Steak service nice. was different. It's hard to judge when you we're there. You can't judge like... the service when you're there on a big thing like that because they're obviously putting more effort in and. Stuff but like that. Andrew did say, like when we we kind of mentioned it to him, that they have struggled a little bit at the Shirley Branch for kind of consistency with the stuff, and that yeah. that well, kind of rings my true. Run the other week, but yeah, I mean, but then like I've spoke to like a couple of other people who said it's brilliant, and then there's some people who say, God, it's dreadful. And he said, I think the staff turn out anything. Any restaurant's going to struggle if you can't keep the staff steady. Like you need a steady ship to get it all I think going. They just need yeah. to copy more because it's a different they do it differently to the one in Hagley which I didn't understand till he pointed it out but the one in Shirley's geared towards a younger sort of audience yeah. the one in Hagley's geared yeah. more an older audience but I'd, like as I've, I said at the time I think they'll get there like it's just the one a new race still unfaultable. new you yeah. can't fault the one in Hagley at all it's uh, still new, so I think they'll get there yeah yeah and I've, I think I've And no doubt they'll get there Andrew's a smart bloke I think he'll get it sorted yeah no well the, they've got the product you know what I mean? The steaks are yeah. good. Yeah. So they'll get there. But that was a good evening. I really enjoyed that. Oh, and I went to, on my Holly Bobs, I went to a world famous oyster bar, West Mercy Oyster Bar, down near Ipswich. I'd not really heard about it, but it kind of looked familiar when I seen yeah, your photos of it. I, I didn't, I didn't heard too much about it. Then I seen it. I was like, so I did my research when I was down there and had the seafood platter and some oysters. It was unreal. There's something a bit more special about having it right by the sea as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd been on the beach all day with the kids because we met, met up with some friends down there. They've got kids as well, so we're on the beach. And then we went to this place and the fish and chips, like, one of us had cod and chips. The other one had had a chips and I had a seafood platter. And the fish and chips was the nuts as well. Really good. Really, really. I loved that place. If anyone's over that sort of way, make a trip down to West Mercy Oyster Bar because it was really really good i put a post up it's on the um gram so you can see what it what i had there and uh, this morning i actually went for breakfast i know i've seen the pictures had the best pancakes ever there was this bromsgrove in the center right in the middle of bromsgrove it's not really a place we hear much about like there's not many restaurants like asking not us much to in bromsgrove, come to visit fair. bromsgrove no i mean i work there all the time there's not much there but somebody, I don't know if someone, one of my wife's friends or someone she works with put a picture up from Molly's and as soon as I seen it, you know I'm a sucker for pancakes and as soon as I seen it, I was like, I've got to try them. And I seen it all over the Instagram and everything and unbelievable. I went there today. The place is stunning. Like, so much effort in the de- uh, decor. The bloke, Ollie himself, is actually originally from King's Eve. <laughs> Which is cool. Couldn't do enough for a service. Really great service. Like you kind of know, like well, I kind of notice things a bit more now after 
kind of starting this and he gave us i ordered the pancakes all in i love that pancakes all in so which is a stack of massive pancakes with sausage bacon and they can normally you only get on the menu obviously pancakes with bacon and i end up having to order the scrambled eggs and the sausage to go with it so this was perfect for me that it had the whole option like a nine quid as well a lot of food for nine quid but anyway so he, he gave us a bit coffee was unbelievable as well some of the best coffee i've had Really good coffee. It's worth going there alone for the coffee. So you have maple syrup on the pancakes with yeah. the bacon, the sausage and the eggs. Of course. Oh, no, no, no. Incredible. I guess better. So I thought, well, yeah, I was... like a shish kebab on the side as well. No, no. It, well, he didn't come over and ask, like, oh, how's the food? Which is a bit weird sometimes anyway, because sometimes you got... They normally manage to come just as you've got like a whole mouthful of food. And you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you get the awkward thing. But like you, you were wondering if he was keeping an eye on us. There wasn't many of us in the restaurant. But I'd imagine Saturday. Like it wouldn't be worth trying to get in there on a Saturday. But if you can get in there and during the week, yeah, it's going to be a ram. And I'd managed to mop up most of the sauce and still had like a couple of pancakes left. So it, out of nowhere, it just comes with more more maple syrup. Didn't even have to ask. Nice. And I was like, oh, so he definitely was watching. He watches everything, like. Yeah. And I thought, pork. it's like effortless hospitality. It's brilliant. Like, that's what you want. Probably thought you were going to do a runner. <laughs> well, Keep an eye on this. Fucker. Yeah, you prepay for your food at the bar, so. Uh, but they're open late as well. They do evening meals, and they've got um, tiny rebel beers, and they've got a rake oh, of nice. different real ales. The whole place had a nice vibe. My wife had the sausage sandwich, said it was incredible. It looked unreal. Big crust, uh, crunchy bread, cr- crusty bread. Yeah. Uh, with big proper, su- the sausages were unreal. Lashford's are good, but these were good as well. So, to be honest, I, you know, my, my feelings on that type of breakfast. I mean, not a sausage sandwich, that's banging. The sweet breakfast with maple syrup and stuff on. It def- I don't like it, but the picture looked good. And I imagine if you like that, it, like, Siobhan, my partner, she'd love that It was place. incredible. It looks like the type and of place I'll take her. He asked me how the pancakes were, and I said, yeah, they were really good. And he said, uh, they're gluten-free as well, you know. Yeah, right. I thought, wow, anyone who's got a gluten intolerance and still miss- feels like they're missing out on the whole bacon and pancakes and syrup. Obviously, the sausage wouldn't be gluten-free, but you could probably get a gluten-free sausage. But mm. you probably wouldn't need it. Just get the, the bacon and the pancakes and the egg. Unbelievable. So, massive shout out to Ollie. I'm definitely going back there because he has waffles as well. So, I was like flipping up between the waffles or the pancakes. So, I had the pancakes. But next time, I'm going back for the waffles. Nice. I'll definitely go back for an evening meal there. They're just great service. Nice looking place and food. I'll put a post up about it as well. You can all have a little look at that. Nice one. It did look good, to be fair. I went to Henley Ice Cream this afternoon. Oh, I love Henley Ice Cream. Got myself a nice little ice cream from Henley Ice Cream. Uh, sorted caramel with chocolate chun- chunks. Oh, that sounds good. Incredible. Henley Ice Cream, if you've never been there, like it's an institution, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. For ice cream, it's like one of the best. 100%. It's been around forever. Yeah, I always get Raspberry Ripple from there. It's really nice. I I was going to, I didn't know which one to get, Raspberry Ripple or Sorted Caramel. Yeah, they're Raspberry Ripples, they're nuts. Really, really good. Speaking of ice cream, I bought the um, Ben and Jerry's, like half fat ice cream, which I hadn't seen before. It's good. Yeah, I was really impressed. As far as ice cream goes, it's yeah, I thought it was good. It's, it's not as good as proper Ben and Jerry's, but the creaminess is missing. It tastes mm. a bit more like sugar. I'd imagine they just use more sugar instead of fat. Yeah, less cream, more sugar. It yeah. just it just tasted really nice. To be honest, I really liked it. Yeah, I thought I think it's good. It's worth getting if you're 
fat white man. <laughs> <laughs> just don't just go all out and get the proper full tub of Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, the top one. Treat yourself. Get the topped one with the salted caramel. Yeah, and eat the yeah, whole yeah. tub in one sitting. I got to admit, I did eat the whole tub. Oh, I, I was I was tub. sharing the tub with one person, but I was supposed to just portion a little bit out in a bowl. <laughs> no, but again. I've been drinking. I keep telling Maria this. Them tubs of Benny Jerry's are single serve. <laughs> that's a single serve for Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. And them little poxy little ones. Don't give me that. I want. I mean, them proper big ones you see in yeah. the supermarket. The little ones are like a starter. So you can have a different flavour as a starter, then move on to the big tub for your proper pudding. Yeah, maybe. All right. What have we got coming up? Coming up. Coming soon to a Birmingham near you. Well, our next podcast is going to be with two of the nicest people we've met since we started this podcast. Who? And it's going to be like a two-hour long one. Who is it? Who could it be? Crazy Gin. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I thought you meant like coming up that we've got to do. I forget that nah, we've done, done these. Yeah, it's done. So obviously we do this, and this was, we spoke to them like a month ago now, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's two, uh, it'd be two one-hour specials. Maybe. Are you just putting it into it? <laughs> I might just do it all as one, yeah. Always one. It's a long episode. So yes, <laughs> but you've got a few restaurant plans coming up. Yeah, I've got loads planned. I've got um, mostly jazz festival. That's this weekend. So we're obviously talking about it. That's going to be awesome. Who's who's before. headlining? Uh, I'm going on the Friday, and it's the Jacksons. When is the When's it coming? Friday the Friday and Saturday. This Friday coming? Yeah, this coming Friday. Oh, so this will be after that. So I've been to mostly jazz. <laughs> <laughs> No, so yeah, I'm going there. I go every year pretty much to that and usually to the folk one as well. I don't think I'm going the folk one this year. But the jazz festival is like, it's one of my highlights of the year, mostly jazz festival. It's really good fun. Really nice setup, really nice chilled out vibe. And on the Friday, I'm getting to see Ibidio Sound Machine, who I really like. So I'm really excited about seeing them again because I really love them. And what else have we got coming up? Oh, it's my birthday this month, and I have the best day ever planned. Absolutely the best day ever. I'm so excited about my birthday this year. I don't normally give a shit about my birthday, but this year I'm really buzzing. Yeah, it looks uh, pretty cool, actually. Where are you going? Yeah, so I've, I'm booked in to go and see the Black Sabbath exhibition at the Birmingham Museum. Awesome. Which are, the only reason I haven't been yet is because I'm saving it for my birthday, because I love Black Sabbath, and I normally would have already gone by now. But that's, um, it's been running since the 26th of June. It keeps going until the 29th of September. So there's plenty of time for everyone to get down there and see it. Probably enough time for me to talk about it on the next podcast. <laughs> yeah. And tell people how wicked it is. But I've heard from a few people that it's really good. It looks awesome. I'm just waiting for someone to go with, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm going to that. So I'm excited about that. And then after there, we're going to somewhere for lunch, probably Otto for pizza. Probably Otto, just casual, you know, yeah. Otto, one of the best pizza, pizza. places in Birmingham. Done. Then we're going to Rock and Roll Brewery, if it's open. It better be open this time. <laughs> this will be my fourth go. If it's not open this time, I'm going at the right time it's supposed to be open. Hopefully it's open. Then I'm booked in, because you've got a book to get in there, is um, 40 St. Paul's. Yeah. Really excited about that place. It's a place I've wanted to go for a while as well, never got around to it. Best was it voted best gin bar in the country? Is it? Or? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're in talks with them, so we might have a podcast yeah, with yeah. them coming up soon. If we really exciting place, though. Everyone loves Forty St. Paul's. Yeah, I haven't been. I'm really excited about it. And then I'm booked in to go into 
one of the most exciting restaurants in Birmingham at the moment, and I've been wanting to go there for a long time. Folium. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to you about this on the next podcast. I'm really buzzing about it. Oh, photos. <laughs> top menu, top drinks package as well with it. Just going nuts when I'm there, mate. I'm going to properly enjoy it. Lots of photos. Balls deep. Yeah, man. I'm going right in there. Can't wait. I'm really looking forward. It's going to be the best day ever. A lot of people raving about Furlium at the minute. Yeah, there's a lot of buzz about it. It's funny. I think we're going Harborn Kitchen. So... I know, yeah, not, kitchen, yeah, I think everyone's probably in the same boat at the minute. Like, if you're going to choose one top-end restaurant, everyone's flipping coins between maybe Harborn Kitchen and... But this is because I've been to a lot of them as well, and I haven't been to Harborn yeah. Kitchen, I haven't been to Furlium. Yeah, yeah, that's so. what I mean. They're probably two of the only ones that a lot of people haven't been to because yeah. they're the newest. But So Harborn Kitchen, to be honest, we were going to go to Harborn Kitchen and then Folium for our anniversary because we're going to be in Birmingham when it's our wedding anniversary anyway. Yeah. Harborn Kitchen's closed on my birthday. Oh, so, so we're going to go. Folium then. I haven't decided what we're doing for our anniversary yet. There's plenty of time for me to talk about that yet. Yeah, that'll be on the next episode. It will be. But no, so there'll be plenty for me to talk about on the next episode. I haven't got a lot coming up, to be honest. Uh, I've got a little trip to Wales for a foodie festival. So we'll oh, see nice. what's happening down there. you going with the, the wife and the kids? No, just me. Weekend away. Friends, friends, thirtieth down there. So yeah, looking at my diary, I haven't got anything else worked in yet. Well, I've got a barbecue at someone's house, but there's no point me putting that in there. No one else can go. <laughs> yep, do it, man. Put the address in there. <laughs> there's a free barbecue with as yeah. much beer as you can drink. At, yeah. <laughs> I think you'll love that. Yeah, I'm sure that'll go well. We were thinking maybe for the next episode. We're not sure if I would go. We'll see. I would. We'll do on Twitter, but we might get a couple of fans' questions on the go next episode. Yeah, if people want to, I mean, you can just send us questions anyway. Yeah, usually, send us some questions, we'll try and get through them. Insta's a good one to send them on questions, because that's the only one I seem to have access but to. Insta, no, Twitter's the one. Yeah, Twitter's, I know, but I don't access I'll send to them to stick them on Twitter, because Insta's a nightmare if it's DM. Especially can, when they change it from all all into one messaging service, yeah, it's going to be a right nightmare. So yeah, if you've got questions or stuff you want us to answer or look into and stuff not just fucking anything that's anything. just what you like i mean we'll answer it food but related someone asks something good they will answer it yeah awesome i think Easy. that would be us yeah yeah i've got to go and cook dinner this has gone on way longer than i thought it was <laughs> thanks again everyone much yeah, love keep listening people we love you good night <laughs> well that's that thank you all for listening Please remember to subscribe, rate and review our podcast. This really does help us. Yeah, it really does. Even if you could just help by recommending us to a friend or a family member, helps to get our name out there. If you haven't yet seen our blog, go check it out. It's where you can find all our show notes, restaurant reviews and other food ramblings. The website is www.breakingbreadpodcastuk.blog Also, go check out our social media. Our Insta is full of pics of food. Also, feel free to leave comments. We love hearing from you. All the links to our social media and our guest social media can be found in our show notes. Thanks Thanks again for listening. listening. Until Until next time, time, take take care. care.